1: The Aberrant Report is a paranormal mystery podcast. Because of this, some themes may be disturbing for certain listeners. Within this episode, there are references to child death, cancer, and there is a loud breaking sound. We will have a full list of triggers on our website. Thank you. I've taken careful consideration in the compilation and distribution of my tapes. What I have done to create them has been illegal and unethical, and I take full responsibility for these actions. However, I have come to the conclusion that what happened in Abbotsville, Georgia, is important for the historical record. Because of this, I have decided to keep them in chronological order and, to the best of my ability, unabridged. In releasing them to the public, I will ensure they do not get suppressed or buried by those forces working against us. What you will hear in these tapes will reshape your understanding of reality. Proceed cautiously, but I urge you, proceed. With that in mind, I am Ginny Baeza, and this is The Aberrant Report.
2: You got the tape recorder?
1: This thing has to be older than I am, but I got it. Does it work? It seems to. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Levels look good. One sec. It's 10.45, Tuesday, February 18th. I'm in the parking lot of the Abbotsville University College of Communication with my friend, Robbie Newman.
2: Best friend.
1: With my best friend, Robbie.
2: I can't believe Dr. Malik lent that to you.
1: He didn't.
2: You stole it.
1: If you want to start paying for my equipment, I'll give this back right now.
2: Whatever. Just be careful with it.
1: I will. Anyway, I'm just so excited for my first interview. Gregory Norkis, you think there's a story there?
2: It's the only response I got from that ad you had me put in the school paper. I want your story. Contact Juni Baeza, podcast extraordinaire, for your chance to tell it. I wonder why only one person bit that
1: bait. Don't be an ass. I owe you for that ad, you know. No,
2: you owe me for driving you
1: everywhere. Can't I just pay you in my love and affection? You've been doing that for the past year. Robbie, our friendship rivals C.S. Lewis and Tolkien. Patrocles and Achilles. Those last two were lovers. Our friendship rivals that of lovers.
2: Tell that to my partner.
1: You know, maybe I will. Anyway, at least the diner where I told Norcus to meet me is across the street from your job.
2: You need a ride there, too?
1: Do you really have to ask... Oh, and I call shotgun. There's only two of us. Well, I'm not driving, am I? Shotgun. Shit, this thing. How do I turn this off? There we go. You're Gregory Norcus?
0: Just Gregory, please.
1: Okay, Gregory. I'm adjusting levels. Uh, could you tell me what you had for breakfast this morning?
0: I had nothing. I haven't been able to eat for four days.
1: Oh, um, well... <laughs> us look good at least. Uh should I just talk? Right, sorry, one sec. Tuesday, three PM at Teddy's Donuts and Diner. Okay then. Uh you wanted to talk to me about your partner? Uh Officer Craig Petra, was it?
0: Yeah. He died.
1: Oh oh I'm i I'm so sorry. Don't be. Well well could you tell me what happened?
0: Here's the thing. I don't know. I found out he died from the obituaries in the Abbotville Times. I tried to ask down at the police station if they knew anything. But they said his incident report is confidential. Something is wrong. I, I guess I'll start from the beginning. Petra was always a little bit odd. He used to work overtime doing these cases. He was said he was investigating ghosts or werewolves or whatever. It seemed weird, but at the time, it seemed harmless. Here's the thing, though. Above all else, he loved Rosie. It's hard to raise a little girl by yourself, you know? And I used to help him whenever I could. I loved Rosie like she was my own, and I took her everywhere. I took her to school, sports. I was there in the hospital when she was diagnosed with cancer. And that's when it changed. I went from taking her to soccer practice every Wednesday to taking her to chemo. I couldn't stand it. I used to buy her these little gifts, candies, dolls, Stuffed animals. Her favorite was the stupid little pig I got her. The last time I saw her before, before she was in the hospital last week and she held on to that pig and she was weak, but I told her it was going to be okay and I'd see her in the morning. Her father and I were taking night shifts so we could be there for her during the day. She died around midnight. Petra stopped working overtime when she was first diagnosed. I hadn't heard any more of that supernatural shit until the morning after her death last week. He went to his office at home and started rifling through his desk. I asked him what he was doing and he just said this night nurse, Holt, Vanessa or Valerie or whatever her name was, he said she was a vampire, said he had held back too long. I would have recommended therapy but he would have blown up. I just told him before he did anything rash to take a few days off that I'd help him. He just needed a moment. He sort of nodded at me but his eyes were blank and I knew he wasn't really listening. He left and I didn't see him for three days. He missed Rosie's funeral but then he shows up after the funeral later that day. I said where have you been and he told me he had gotten therapy. He wasn't doing well he said but he was much better on these meds. Something was off. He never even let his daughter go to therapy when she was in treatment. He said it was a waste of money, that therapy was a hoax, and he would have done anything to help her. That's how much Petra distrusted Shrinks. So there is no way that Craig Petra was seeing a therapist. I asked him about his vampire, and he said he didn't know what I was talking about, like he couldn't remember. When I reminded him about the rant, he looked at me funny and brushed it off like it was a mental break. That's... I know it's been a while since he investigated anything paranormal, but he never brushed it off like that. And that was the last time I saw him, four days ago, on the, the 14th. I don't know what to do. I tried to tell the press about it, but they just laughed me out the door.
1: And that's all you remember? That's all you know?
0: I don't know what else I'm supposed to say.
1: Well, uh, do you have any ideas for my next steps? Anyone I could contact, anything you think I should research?
0: Isn't that your job?
1: It would help if you had other leads.
0: Right, right. Well, the incident report would be filed at the library. I guess they sometimes let AVU students get records. It might be heavily protected, though.
1: The library, not the
0: police station? (laughs) All files go through the library. Petra used to complain about it. it. Sounds weird, but around here that's been the standard procedure for who knows how long.
1: It is weird.
0: So are we done?
1: Yeah, we're done.
0: You go on. I'll pay for your coffee. I just need a moment here alone. Tuesday,
1: 1118 AM, Abbotsville Library. You rolling? Yeah.
2: Fair enough. I'll introduce you to our newest librarian, Miss Frizzle. Hey! It's a compliment. I'm Sarah Yusuf. And you're... Ginny مرحبًا Marhaba.
1: Oh, oh, I I don't speak Arabic.
2: Neither do I, really. I just picked up some stuff from my dad.
1: Well, you're pretty good at not speaking it.
2: I just said hello.
1: Uh, Fair enough. Do you have any books on uh, vampires, by the way? Looking for anything specific? No, uh, just something about the folklore or something? Yeah, yeah, I could actually find something for you. Oh, and uh, Robbie said you could help me with this records request I need to make. Uh oh That's not really my department.
2: I've got some forms, but you're going to want to hand them to Xander over there. Purple sweater vest? Yeah, he's got a terrible sense of style. I'm headed in the back anyway. I'll walk you over.
1: Robbie, you are in no place to judge his outfit.
2: The vest? The sky blue shirt and yellow tie? He looks like he sells lollipops and candy bars.
1: I mean this with complete disrespect, but you are wearing an oversized blazer and a Metallica t-shirt. So what? They're vintage. And you wear them every day.
2: Just the blazer. Robbie. Junie! You're an asshole.
1: So are you, hot stuff.
3: Robbie, Break time's over, is it? We've got some new files in for you to digitize.
2: Right. See you, Junie.
3: Oh, and could you make me a coffee while you're back there? One cream, no sugar.
1: Right. Uh, Sarah told me to hand this directly to you once it's filled out. I'll be here.
3: So, meeting tomorrow at two sound good? Yes, perfect, actually. My wife will also be there if that's alright. Not a problem. Give me one second to set it up. Hey,
1: I'm so sorry, but can I just say I love your dress? What? I'm sorry, Uh, your dress, It's it's just so frilly.
3: Right then, tomorrow at two you have a lovely day, Mrs. Hawthorne.
1: You too. Wanna know a secret? Uh, sure. It has pockets. No way! I love your hair, by the way. Purple's my favorite color. Oh, but I really do have to go meet in the wife for lunch. Oh, right. Have fun. Hey, uh, Xander? You got it filled out? Wonderful. Excuse me? Yes. You just shredded my records request.
3: I'm filing. I- I'm sorry, what? Oh. You must be new here. This has been standard procedure for quite a while. Here, check section
1: 2B. What is this? Library conduct section 2B. There we go. Form B records request should be filed in file holder 308. That is form B.
3: And this is 308, the
1: paper shredder. Well, that's bullshit, and if it's not bullshit, it's illegal.
3: Oh, I'm quite aware. I'm working on some institutional changes, but in the meantime, feel free to get a lawyer, call the police, tell the press, perhaps? I've heard people have been trying that for years, and, well, it's still policy, and no one seems to have heard about it. Strange, isn't it? (coughs) Why, hello, you must be Louis Virgin. Virgil. Welcome to my lovely library. What can I help you with today?
0: What are you doing here?
3: Filing. Filing? The former director let a lot of the old staff go, so I decided to pitch in where I can. It's the least I can do.
4: Former director?
3: Well, he retired. You're on the board. Didn't you get the notice when he was replaced?
4: I got... something. Could I have a little chat with you? privately
3: my dear virgil anything you want to say to me you can say in front of my lovely friend uh, oh uh junie my lovely friend junie here
4: director this is serious
3: i
1: i'm fine i can
3: just go wait we weren't done getting you those records were we now what was it you wanted to talk about
4: i'll be seeing you later
3: pleasure meeting you oh And Virgin, would you tell your little girlfriend Xander said hello? It's been a while.
4: Oh, I certainly will. What was that about?
3: Pretty sure he doesn't like the new hire. Like I said, I'm planning on changing things.
1: Were you serious about getting me those records? You'll need to fill out a new form. I'm sure I can handle that.
3: I'll be able to get them to you by tomorrow if they are what I think they are. I do have a favor to ask in return, though. What kind of favor? I need you to get something for me.
1: Fine. What is it, and who am I getting it from?
3: A trinket. From an old friend. His name's Miguel. I'll write the address down here, and as for what it is, he'll know. Just tell him Xander sent you.
1: Is it... is it like a necklace? What? Oh, you just... never mind. And what happens if I don't have it? Then no file.
2: You can't be serious. You're running petty errands for that batless joker.
1: Don't you get that batless joker coffee every morning?
2: I'm also actually paid.
1: Well, this is better than money. What? A document? Confidential police records. Robbie, if you can't see the value in this, I don't know what you want- I'm outside the house at 3240 Sun Street on Tuesday, 624 p.m. I believe this is the residence of Miguel Silva. What do you want? Mr. Silva? Wrong address. Do you know Xander Ellison?
4: How do you know Xander?
1: I'm here to get something for him. He said you'd know. Oh, that. Is there any way you could... write? It's a necklace. What? How do you know? Xander reached for his neck when he mentioned Miguel. Miguel reached for his neck when I mentioned Xander. Wasn't wearing it though, so it's probably somewhere inside. So you didn't get it? I will. No. It's not that big of a deal. I've done it before. You are not breaking into Silva's home. I need that necklace, Robbie.
2: I'm not driving you home, then. Fine. Jay, you have no way to get home. I'll figure it out. <sighs> that new Greek restaurant. I need a euro. It's a couple blocks away. If you weren't arrested by then, I'll be there.
1: When does it close? What? I'm going in later tonight, 8 or 9 or whenever I get a good opportunity.
2: Junie, that's ridiculous.
1: If I don't get that necklace, Xander won't give me those files, and I know they're hiding something in them. This whole situation makes no sense. I need to know what's going on, Robbie.
2: The grocery store is open until midnight. I'm pretty sure. Walk there, and I'll pick you up. I'm not gonna ditch you, but I can't hang out here all night.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Holy shit, have you been recording this whole time? Junie, are you fucking stupid? Tuesday, 8.15 p.m. You know these old doors? The ones without a bolt lock? All you need is a credit card to open... them. Miguel left with a woman around five minutes ago. I don't know how long I've got, but I'm guessing the necklace is either going to be in his bedroom or some drawer in his office. Oh my God, this man only wears cargo shorts. Honestly, this might be faster if I set this down. Okay, so I found these two necklaces. The first one has this kind of blue flower pendant, and the other has a pendant with its geometric symbol, a circle, half of which is like a sun, the other half three curved lines. Kind of like an abstract banana, if you think about it. Not sure which one Xander wants, but it seems to be the only jewelry in the entire house, which kind of makes sense for someone who exclusively wears cargo shorts and polos. Oh, oh, fuck. They're back. Hasn't even been 10 minutes. Fuck, fuck. There isn't a back door, I don't know where to-
4: (laughs) She's just in the closet, Veronica. I don't think she's armed. I can take it from here.
0: I'm not gonna have to bury another body, am I?
4: That really depends. For now, just go get the groceries without me. You know what I like. Fair enough, boss. I know you're in there, and I know you're probably very scared right now, so I'm going to need you to listen to me very carefully. Get up. You're poking bears you can even see, you know that, right? You could end up dead that way, or worse. I need to know what's going on. They're right about ignorance, you know, this kind of knowledge will hurt. The more you push, the more you tug, the worse it's going to get. But you can't stand still, can you? You simply can't settle for that simple bliss. You have to get hurt, and you won't stop until you're bleeding out on the floor of someone's basement and you finally realize none of this was really worth it, was it, before that light blinks out from your eyes. I I don't want to die, I just... I know. Take my hand, I'll help you up. But you're going to need a lot more than a tape recorder if you expect to survive this. You're going to need to build up your calluses. But don't be so impulsive. Don't charge in when you don't know what you're facing. Do some research. Okay, I I can... (sighs) So you're not gonna kill me? (laughs) (laughs) Look out the window, Junie. You want to go digging around the city? Go ahead. There's something in those shadows, don't you think? And you want to pull it into the light? Yes, I do. Right, done. do me one favor. Yes, anything. Never, and I mean never, break into my house again. Now have a good night.
1: Hey, I'm Phoebe Monsoor, writer, director, and producer of The Aberrant Report. I also star as Junie Baissa. My other cast includes Phoenix as Robbie Newman. Kevin Monsoor as Gregory Norcus, Claude Shabib as Sarah Youssef, Beau as Xander Ellison, DC Keys as Louis Virgil, Dare Hickman as Veronica, and Neen as Miguel Silva. And Eden Bell as Delta Hawthorne. For more about the podcast, please visit us at deontological.com. We will also have an expanded list of triggers and credits there. And the transcript.